0: For GateWorld.net, I'm David Reed. I'm here with Mr. Paul Brown, owner and founder of Legends Memorabilia. Paul, you have the largest collection of Stargate memorabilia known
1: to exist. Are you a fan? Absolutely. I, I couldn't be doing this job that we're doing with our company with Stargate um, unless we were a fan of the show. Um, not only a fan of the show, but a fan of the people involved in the show. Uh, um, that is the underlying joy that I have in the show is the quality of the people that we've got to know in doing this job um, and that extends from the cast, crew all the way through the fans so it's not just a commodity business to me this is a people business mm-hmm. and I enjoy it because of the people
0: When did you first approach them saying "You know, this this is something that I'd like to get involved with with you guys or did they approach you? No, it, start? it all, Actually it
1: all began in um, in um, closure of the Outer Limits, and MGM were wrapping the Outer Limits. We had recently undertaken um, a fairly small X-Files online auction. And this is back in um, the days when online sales of memorabilia barely existed. We've been doing this for about 14 years now. But when we did the X-Files project, um, in terms of timing, that would have to be about eight or nine years ago now. Um, MGM were wrapping out of limits they had everything set up for a set deck sale um, we went down to visit them and told them what we felt we could do for the memorabilia industry and rather than sell this off in a big flea market why would we could we not just take this to the memorabilia industry we so must suddenly have turned their heads <laughs> they got their attention um, the next thing I knew I was um, us to come down to MGM in Los Angeles to meet the various executives down there, and uh, ever since that moment, we've been handling the asset sales of uh, many of their productions. Um, they tend to what they were doing; they would offer us a product, production that's concluded, and if we felt it was something we wanted to work with, then uh, we'd work with it. Um, mostly, we would say no because we don't like to do sales of contemporary production props and costumes um, it, it, we need things that are unique, gadgety um, sci-fi related it is definitely a theme we like um, period related we did Wind Talkers, which is a really good movie with um, a John Woo production through MGM with um, Nicolas Cage, Christian Slater Adam Beach um, and, and of course it had a lot of period pieces and um And it really attracted the um, attention of not only film memorabilia people, but also military collectors too. Mm. Most of what we had from that inventory was in fact um, authentic memorabilia. Paul, when it boils down to it, what
0: is the goal of Legends? What What did you originally set out to do with it? What has it
1: evolved to, if at all? to bring home the dream to the people Um, these fans of Stargate in particular are the most dedicated fans of of any series or show or production I've ever dealt with in my life really that's saying something you've done a lot and I would say that the Stargate fan is absolutely the most committed and dedicated and as we've seen here this weekend the most generous fans you'll find um, our objective all along was to try to help them live their dream a little more by bringing home um, the things that they liked so much, that meant so much to them. The everyday person wouldn't understand why if Amanda Tapping might handle something, why would that be so special? Um, and yet the, um, the, the fan of Stargate anything that Amanda or Richard or Chris or Michael or Don, any of the cast members touch, to them is very special and to somebody that idolizes the show as much as they do, to, to have something that they can hold in their hand and then see it on screen and knowing it's only one there's only one in the world, it's not a replica this is the original one that was used or worn,
0: to them that it.
1: is very special <laughs> yeah. and um We've gone to great lengths to try to ensure that we make things affordable for people, that everybody can afford something in Stargate. Um, we don't only put things out for auctions. Sometimes the auctions go a little nuts in their prices. We know that, but we try to do things very competitively um, in terms of their shopping dollar. and We allow them to buy things at a really good price. And uh, we feel that what our objectives are is to um, bridge the gap between them in their living room, what they see on the screen, and the studio. And, and if we can go through that transition by giving them a proper or a costume, um, then they're helping to fulfill their dream their, of how they feel about Stargate. And
0: they also themselves feel a little bit more connected to the show than before. I mean, you're letting them own a piece of history.
1: That's about right. So. It, it's, some of it is very special. Yeah, you talk about the history, yeah. One of the joys I have, I start this whole... Um, business because I'm, I'm a great fan of historical documents. It all started with me owning a Charles Dickens letter many years ago. Uh-huh. And I love historical documents. And one of the joys I've had is, is filtering through the things that we have received from the studio over the years. And, and recently, uh, only two weeks ago, I came across something that was just, to me, a wonderful piece of history. And I mentioned history because you mentioned history. And uh, It was the original, an original used call sheet from day one of Children of the Gods. So the very first call sheet, the very first day of the the series, you know. I looked at that piece of paper, it was all kind of crumpled and wrinkled up and been folded in and out a few times, and I thought, my goodness, this is a piece of paper history. This needs to be framed. Exactly, and it's going to be. Um, (laughs) Absolutely, along with the Charles Dickens and the other great pieces of paper memorabilia I think are special and um, one day we'll make sure that that gets on somebody's wall and uh, it'll be very special right now it's something I want to hang on to because yes I am a Stargate fan and to me it is rather special it's difficult being a collector and a fan yeah especially uh, when I'm gonna you have all these exactly you know you, so we have to be somewhat selective you know but yeah um, it, but it's a joy to work with because the products the quality of the product is so good costume props I mean second to none I mean you, you essentially have all this stuff
0: in your backyard is there anything from the library of Stargate that you yourself have said I want that or do you basically turn it all around or, or no
1: not really not really I, I, I really appreciate it all uh, if there is one thing it's probably that piece of paper I just spoke about mm-hmm. that, that original course sheet because I'm a paper collector you know I, I yes. love antique documents and historical documents of, of various from various fields and uh, so I would say for a lean towards that as one thing I, I would be sorry to see go uh, uh, the rest of it um, I'm not disappointed to see it go because I know it's going to be good at home as, you know, generally mm-hmm. so a series or a season of Stargate ends
0: this stuff comes to your door I guess in a semi-truck
1: um,
0: do you do you, what what begins the task of bringing it into your archive? I imagine you photograph it and... Yeah, it's you know, a catalog. very
1: intense process that we have to go through. We, we have to get the inventory and sort it out and determine what is it, where was it used, what episode did it come from, how was it used. Then we photograph it and then we write, write a description of it, uh, on it, and um, do whatever research we can because it's very important that when we give this information to this product to the fan uh, that the fan does indeed um, have as much background as they can however that's quite an easy task for us because if we get stuck and can't find something we just simply let the fans know that we don't know what this is can you tell us what this is And, and then you know, thanks to Kate Ritter's wonderful book. You know, that's been very helpful mm-hmm. as, a, as a bit of a compendium of, of information for us as well. You know, so um, we enjoy doing the research. There's a lot of fun doing it too. And um, but we do try to give as much information as we can. And then when it's all done and, and nicely packaged up, then we'll put it out for sale, either direct sale or an auction. And then we handle all the shipping. And when all is said and done, we get the revenue to the studio. And um, ah that's it and we take a commission for doing that but right. it's, it's a turnkey project that we do and it doesn't cost the studio anything and we just take care of it for them and uh, we take care of all elements all of it storage insurance uh, shipping payment, payments sweet. Yep. sweet
0: what percentage of the items you receive have already been catalogued are some studios good about telling you what it is or are some things just not tagged at all
1: oh no I would say the um, no Stargate very good in terms of tagging let's talk about costumes first of all Mm. Um, the costume department is second to none I mean they're astounding how how well they document things and how well they bag things and tag things it's never never a mystery uh, unless you're dealing with extra costumes and we've got we did receive a very large number of extras costumes and we really didn't quite know what they were so there's a lot of research on those but the main costumes, no, it's uh, very well identified. Props, pretty much the same thing. Um, sometimes we do get boxes of miscellaneous props, um, but in general, the props are well identified and, and usually catalog boxed by episode as well. So, so it's not that difficult. It's, it's a lot of fun actually going watching the episodes, and once you've got the props in front of you, to actually try to catalog them, and and to us, we had to find out specifically, was it really seen on screen? Yes, because that's, that's important. You know? Yeah, Exactly, because um, we can't represent something in our certificates as being seen on screen if it in fact, wasn't seen on screen. So we we have to be a little bit careful. So we really we can't take anything for granted. Every single prop, whether it's a little insignificant-seeming item or it's a very high-profile prop, they all get the same treatment from us, the same amount of time and research we put into it. Mm-hmm. So... Um, it's a quality of that kind of intense background which gives value to this very valuable little thing. I say very valuable not in terms of dollars, but valuable in terms of emotional value <laughs> to whoever's going to finally own it. So we, we have, I think it's incumbent upon us to make sure that we do strengthen the value of this by giving them the hard facts as we can find them as to what they now have and what they've purchased.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have items, you said, like miscellaneous boxes of things? Do you have the DVDs on hand or someone with experience who knows where everything is that can say, I have an idea of
1: where it is and I want pretty to check well, an episode out? My staff are pretty well. Uh, Angie and Julie are both, to, to my daughters, you know, we're a family company. Uh-huh. Angie and Julie, to my daughters, um, are very, very good on this. and they Over the years, they've seen enough Stargate episodes to have a pretty good idea. Plus we have a handful of core really good fans who are friends of ours um, who are really good. Um, if we do find ourselves stuck um, we simply take an image of something show, them, send them the image and usually within a couple of hours we've got a, a good answer to where it's used or try this episode Look at, or oh, it was used in such and such an episode. There are some of these fans out there that really are walking encyclopedias and mm-hmm. they're wonderful. And, mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes they, they really surprise me because I... We have some of the most obscure looking things that mm-hmm. mean absolutely nothing to it. I haven't got a clue what it is. Mm-hmm. I'll bang an image off to somebody, one of these fans, and they'll be back. Oh, yeah, that's such and such a thing. And sure enough, they're right on the money. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. Do you ever encounter something where a prop
0: or a costume where you cannot figure out what it is? You know, where I just don't know what that yeah. is, you know? And Very rarely. You, okay. We've
1: got a couple of things for Stargate. In which that has happened. Um, in particular, a necklace. There was a particular necklace, and it's got all kinds of very ornate alien language and stuff. Like that. We can't for the life of us find out where it was used, nor can any of the fans. Oh, and wow. And it came to us in Stargate boxes. So, so whether,
0: miscellaneous necklace? It
1: might have been something that got chucked in there that one day this this might be good for an episode of Stargate mm-hmm. and it could have come from something else. Ah, uh,
0: okay. Never there on screen some, necessarily.
1: Possibly. Um, and we did get some things from the movie, Stargate the movie as well, uh. which are intermixed, so we have to be a little careful there. So whether it's something that came in that particular inventory, we don't know. But it's the one mystery nobody's going to be able to solve. So you do have items from Stargate as well. So when MGM
0: acquired the license, they, yeah, when, they got the props? Yeah, when they
1: started um, Children of the Gods, the TV series, um, the studio did in fact send up some inventory from Los Angeles from the movie. It was residual it wasn't a lot, mm-hmm. um, but there, there were several boxes anyway. And over the years, we've received um, a few bits and pieces, not a lot of material. But some interesting little bits and pieces. But they, interesting enough, they've never really been of significant sales value or no really yeah. great interest to the fans. because yeah. we found that the fans are fans of the TV series, yeah. not so much the movie. Mm-hmm.
0: I heard that the Stargate was rotting in a box in a desert from the movie, mm-hmm. and that they used that for sections of the mold. You know, that would have been something to have.
1: Well, I think they used that to create the mold, and, and then therefore, thereby generate. Um, new software, a new software program that then allowed them to replicate the full gate again. Uh-huh. So, yeah, the, the, there is a program out there somewhere. That, that in fact, we had access to that program when we manufactured our miniature Stargate, because it's an exact replica of the Stargate taken from the very same software that was used to create the full gate. Mm-hmm. Like... like- how many
0: million laser scans were used? Etchings to copy? I, I have it I sitting on my desk numbers, at home. <laughs> I know
1: the numbers, but it's huge. You know, we yeah. we just done a death glide, a miniature death glide. I had, saw it, and that took seventy-two hours of computer engineering time and one hundred and twenty hours, approximately, of um, CNC engineering uh, movements, scans, if you will. Um, but in terms of the number, uh, 120 hours of work. But then the actual number of um, movements that the cutting head took—many, many millions. I won't throw the number out because I'm not sure of it. But it is the staggering number of millions of 120 hours of work. You know, it's incredible.
0: What what items do you have coming down the pike that uh, you may be able to hint about? You know, I was thrilled when you came out with the Eye of Ra amulet. You know, it was it was the Replica from uh, Mobius, but also looked like the one from the film because some of them didn't. You know, you what? What do you have coming? Are are other replicas
1: in the works? In a word, nothing. Really? Um, Yes, because I can't. We haven't announced this. Oh, okay. But I can tell you that we um, have relinquished our um, replica license with MGM. You've relinquished it. Yes, we are no longer. We decided not to renew our license um, for the replica prop program. Uh, We ran it for three years. And we made, um, I think, 26 different items in the line, zack guns, staff weapons, and so forth. And quite frankly, um, it was not an economically viable project for our company. Um, it was somewhat of a distraction because we spend so much time doing product research, product development, into getting a licensed item onto the marketplace. And unless you're really selling that licensed product, in very large quantities. A licensing program is not necessarily a very economic project to do. We don't sell ZAK guns by the thousands. Right, yeah, there's a few it's thousands. In the hundreds, right. b- in but, but hundred, not yeah. the thousands. And really, in a licensing program, to recoup the immense costs and royalties that you have to pay, um, <laughs> we you've got to have numbers, and the numbers weren't there. So we have reluctantly decided that we're going to uh, not renew our license okay. and uh, we're not moving forward with any more replica okay. items from the studio.
0: Well, um, e- economics aside, as a fan who loves the, the franchise and owns six or seven of these things in his house, I'm certainly glad that you
1: did it for as long as you did. Thank you. It's, it's very gratifying to hear that. and we've, We know a lot of fans um, that we've mentioned this to are very disappointed. Um, we think mm-hmm. the quality of what we have done has been very good. I think we've elevated the um, We've enhanced the value of the show in terms of the artifacts that people want to own. This show deserved the kind of quality products that we gave them, and we put Mm -hmm. a lot of good effort into all the products we did manufacture. There was nothing tacky in what we did, and we think it was pretty classy. We think that right down to the packaging, you know, Uh and that was important. and um, yeah, I'd love to see it continue, but it's not an economically viable project, program for us. And, um, and we do need to be focused on the other things that we do, because uh, our company is a diverse company in other areas of memorabilia. And, um, and that is something we need to get back to doing. We've really put a lot of other projects on the back burner in the last few years because of Stargate. We've been so heavily engrossed in Stargate. But now, of course, I'm, I'm also heavily engaged with um, doing things with um, Richard Dean Anderson in particular. Yes. Um, and so I've got to... I, I can't be making replica props and doing things with Richard and things like this as well. So these are the kind of things I've got to allocate my time, where is it best spent. Um, my, my desire right now is to work with Richard... Um, on his charity program, which is what we've been doing very intensely for the last two or three years, as you know, in the last couple of year, over the last year or so, we've brought Richard to two events now, and um, mm. as you've seen for yourself at this event this weekend, he thoroughly enjoyed himself. Yes, he um, did. He and I are going to embark on a program where we're going to now um, extend this program into further fundraising activities for the causes that he supports. He's, he's lending his, ma- his name to these causes. It's my job now is to, how do we best merchandise that mm-hmm. and bring funds into those causes? And uh, that's something I'm looking forward to doing. And as of next week, we're getting that program underway rather intensely.
0: So. Wow, that's fantastic. His signature is so hard to obtain. Did you approach him about this and show him how you wanted to do this, or did he get, no, you no, get recommended to him? That it was very
1: interesting uh, how that whole autograph project developed. Um, because we were so well-known with the fans as being a supplier of uh, props and costumes, and, and we were, they knew that we were close to the studio and the cast, Many fans would send us autographs and say, can you tell us is that a real signature? Because we also are in the oh. autograph business as a company. Yeah. We've been in the autograph business since 1995. Yeah, and well, that's tricky, man. Yeah, and, and, and so often um, they would send us an image, and I'd look at something, I'd know right away it's, it's a fake. And, and this became rather prolific, and one day I decided to go online and do some checking, and um, I looked through the listings on eBay one day, And I was really staggered to see so many of the autographs I I felt were not real. So I came up with this program whereby if the fans trust us, which they do and they know us, um, why can we not bring the autographs to the fans to to our company but not in a profit-making sense? Let's do a charity thing. So I approached, first of all, Amanda Tapping and uh, Amanda was wonderful, um, she loved the idea. Um, she got me together with Chris and Michael mm. and then um, finally she got to get me together with Richard. And um, when I met Richard, um, the day before I had gone on eBay and I had downloaded 12 um, autographs, I believed that 11 of those 12 were not real. That was my suspicion. That's substantial. I met with Richard, told him what I had discovered, and he was quite shocked. I I simply said, did you sign these? And he looked at all of them carefully He said, yeah, I think I signed that one, but... And the rest he hadn't. I didn't sign those. Where did you get these? I told him the story. He said, well, what do we do about that? How do we solve that? I said, well, very simply, um, we'll... um, We'll sell your autographs online. Um, we'll give them a certificate. We'll donate 100% of the proceeds, 100%. We'll go to your charity, and the fans, will, I think, will be very comfortable that now getting a real thing. And uh, It's pricey, but it's authentic. Yeah, well, and we let all of the stars set their own prices for their autographs. Yeah. And um, Richard and I discussed it, and we set it for $45. And um Right now, uh, you can go online and find companies selling his autograph, dealers selling his autograph for $150, $200. They're marking it up, and that's the kind of price they're getting for them. But that's getting fewer and fewer, because most of the fans know they can come to us to get that autograph now. And um, this past year, our autograph activity with Richard Dean Anderson, his charities, and all the events we did with him for his charities through his autograph. Um, exceeded eighty thousand dollars of, of donation revenue which is wonderful that's okay, right um, so um, we've we've done a very good thing I think with his autographs um, uh, we've extended that into various other cast members as well and um, this whole charity thing has become a big part of my life that's for sure and certainly with Richard and um, and he's such a joy to work with and he and I have really hit it off well and fortunately we've I'm honoured to say we've become friends and um, I think he respects what I do and um, he's entrusted me to do something with his name and that's what I'm going to do and we're going to do it right and I think we're going to have a lot of fun doing it and that's the next phase of my life so no new replica props coming down the pipe but some very interesting things concerning Richard Dean Anderson which I think the fans are going to enjoy Mm -hmm. hearing about as time evolves anyway.
0: Wormhole disengaged.